uh, therapy earlier today. Uh, was it right before this? Because we we literally came straight from it. Essentially, like we have our we have like a, a rule that we have a fifteen minute window where we just walk away after therapy, just in oh. case he's like. We've just established that. That's so we had that, and then we pretty much came up here to, I always, <laughs> to put things together. After so. therapy, I don't know what's going to happen in the winter. I always go outside and I just look at my tomatoes. <laughs> it's your peaceful place. Okay, they're still there. And then I walk inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, how recent was it for the two of you? Well, we oh. just we just did like a 15-minute like free consultation thing just to see if she was the right fit. So it wasn't like a real like full therapy session. We're doing the first one on Sunday. Yeah. So I I, I feel okay. I don't I don't feel like I emotionally taxed myself too much today. No, it's more like emotionally like we hyped for what we could <laughs> accomplish, you know, together as a couple. Yeah, I don't know. It just made me excited to think like we're gonna work on this together, you know. Yeah. Hello, movie lovers. I'm Nick. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh. This is Nick. Are we still doing that? Are we still doing that bit? It's funny. It's There's still always funny. bits. I'm okay. Danny, apparently. <laughs> and this is in love with movies. That's right. And what do we do here, Danielle? We talk about love, and what else, Nick? Movies. All Believe right. it or not, it's right there in the title. <laughs> um. Yeah. And today we have a super fun episode because we have people who are emotionally pumped and ready <laughs> <laughs> to talk about love and uh, what movie, Nick? I actually was going to let our guests let us. Oh, know okay. What movie. We. Go yeah, Nick, stop talking. I'm sorry. Um, I'm too much. <laughs> so without any further ado, I'm going to bring on our guests for today. Lauren and Emily, you guys can um, introduce yourselves. But first, I want to call out Emily for being one of the original I was gonna say this. subscribers to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am so honored. I had no idea that I was one of <laughs> What number? Do you remember? I'm so curious. What uh, number fan are you? Number yeah. one fan. Number one. I don't know. I, I, we don't get the detail sure. of numbers for subscriptions, but I do know that you were at least one of, if not the first ever love note that we featured on this podcast. So listeners, oh, yeah. if you go back and listen, <laughs> giving a five-star review for us on iTunes, or wow. Apple, whatever they call it now, uh, you will hear... I think we give your screen name, which includes portions of your name, Emily. And so they could put two and two together and be like, oh, that's that person I just heard talk on the podcast for a long time. So Yeah, it's because we have very similar tastes in movies, Emily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I won a contest or something, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, listeners out there, we haven't had a Love Notes segment in a while. So movie lovers, if you want to, you know, roll the dice, maybe if you give us a review of five stars and whatever you write, you could literally write five stars and say, Nick sweats too much. I have gotten that <laughs> before from students. I will take it from you. It's okay. If you give us five stars, I totally accept it. Uh, and who knows? Maybe you'll be on a future episode. So anyways, who are you guys? <laughs> yeah, who who are we? Um, so I met Danny at Roosevelt University, my first job out of college. What a what a throwback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we both have since departed the lovely industry of higher education. Um, but yeah, so um, moved to Chicago in, in 2016 and um, 
you know, met Lorne in 2019. 2019. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm Lorne. Uh, <laughs> that's me. Um, yeah. I mean, I met you guys um, a handful of times through Emily. Mm-hmm. Emily, I met, so I get, I mean, our origin story is that we met at work. Uh, We're a higher ed couple. Not at Roosevelt yeah, University, correct? Uh, DePaul, actually. Right. We met yeah. at DePaul University. Um, yeah. Uh, and we were, yeah, I mean, I had been um, single for a long time before that and kind of more or less, like, <laughs> I think at a certain point, just gave up on ever finding anybody. He used the analogy <laughs> of like, he's a balloon that's just like drifting further and further away Aww. from Earth. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, right that's, it's, yeah, yeah. the sex <laughs> analogy you could possibly make about yourself. Um, I, remember when I, I completely met. identify with that, Lauren. I can <laughs> absolutely understand the way you were feeling, and I, I felt very similarly. You just get disconnected from humanity when you, you do. <laughs> you definitely do. You spend a lot of time, like, you know, I, I dated. I had a lot of, like, relatively shorter-term relationships. I dated sure. a lot for a while. You know, when the apps came out, I started using your, your Tinders and your hinges and stuff like that. But like, and it was very fun and exciting at first, but then, um, you know, that stuff starts to get boring and routine and people get jaded towards it. And, you know, dates became fewer and farther between. I think uh, when I realized I couldn't do dating apps anymore was I went out with a girl who I realized like 10 minutes into the date that I had gone out with six months prior and she didn't realize it. Oh my God! Alone is such a story. (laughs) It was it was a nightmare. I was like, "Get me out of here!" It's literally the plot of an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Truly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just was like, "Shut it down. This is it. I'm I'm alone now. I'm not dating anymore." Fully gave up, and then here I came. Well, yeah, that was like uh yeah like a a few months before, um you know uh maybe a few months before, maybe a couple months after I met you, but like, um, do you want to kind of explain? Yeah. 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 So we met at work and, uh, it was a little bit of a complicated situation. Um, (laughs) but I feel like when I met Lauren, I just thought like, this is someone that I really just want. Like, I thought he was too cool for me. And I was like, (laughs) I I just want this person to like me, you know, and I want to like know him and I want to like, you know, be his friend. Um, I was her direct superior. No, oh, that's, not, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. We were coworkers. Yeah, but uh, but I was sort of unavailable when I met him. Um, I was yeah engaged to someone else um, and living with them, and so it was a very confusing time. But yeah, we just like slowly we just were friends for like a really long time, and then we kind of realized that there was something more and. Um, that's when I first went to therapy and I realized I like, I need to call off my engagement and start dating this guy that I like barely know, but I just like had a feeling about you and, uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, it was a thing, um, you know, going back to like the dating apps and, uh, why I feel like a lot of those relationships weren't successful for me. It was like, you know, you're on these apps for the same reason you're meeting up for basically a blind date and there's no real chemistry established, you know, and it's kind of clinical. You're both kind of feeling each other out. you have your guard way up. 
it's not an organic process at all. I mean, I'm not new in saying this, I know. Yeah. And I just hadn't met anybody in real life before, in a long time, I guess, that I was sure. into. And just, you know, having the opportunity to meet somebody in real life and get to know them. Forced to spend time together. Forced to spend, yeah. Forced. <laughs> Man, yeah, mandatory fun. Um, yeah, just gradually getting to know someone over a period of months and just realizing how much we had in common and, you know, that attraction that was there. And that's something that you don't find when you're trying to find it, I guess. Yeah. You know, again, that cliche of like, you know, it finds you when you're not looking for it or oh, whatever. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Danielle and I've said that a lot about us, at least. I mean, I remember, I think one of our first conversations at a bar the first night we met, because we were at some party for somebody going away from Roosevelt, was like, I overheard some portion of her talking to others about dating apps. And then we all sort of were sharing like our stories about dating apps. But like, I also intentionally started using that as like a in to be like, okay, well, what do you do on your profile? And we do this. And like, you know, was, was investigating uh, information in a, in a more organic way, oh, organic. Huh? but it was starting from a place of <laughs> us both sort of expressing frustration along with other people who oh, were there about had- dating apps in general. Yeah, I had a thousand percent, not even the dating apps, just like sworn off men because I had a bad experience with another former coworker, which I'll tell you off mic, Emily. <laughs> Other complicated things yeah. with coworkers mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. And so I wasn't, I truly was not looking. I was like, I don't care. Uh, I, this is just not the time for me. And then in walks little Nick. <laughs> little Nick. I don't know if I've ever been called that in a very long time. I was going to say, I remember speaking of the dating apps thing, though, it, like, somebody else who was there was sharing their horror story. Cause like you having your horror story, Lauren, that is like, that is of this same level. Like, Oh, I realize I've already been on a date with this person and they don't even recognize me. Like that is like you said, the plot of a sitcom <laughs> and this other person um, had it talked about how they like made plans to meet someone, but they said like they wanted a public place. So they were going to meet them in the jewel parking, in lot. the jewel parking lot. <laughs> and okay. Like, the parking lot and they're like i don't know if they were texting or messaging through the app but they're like messaging and it's like okay so which car is yours oh come find me types of things and then like seeing someone sitting in a car that was the type of car that they had described so he starts walking towards it and then that car like leaves and then goes to a different part of the parking lot and says like come find me over here and it's just like weird mind game stuff that this guy spent like an hour messaging with this person trying to see and never actually got to meet them in person i was just like that's like i would have like Ten he minutes, was literally I'm out. chasing like, her around the parking lot. <laughs> that's psychotic. I yeah. think yeah, if someone asked me to meet them in a jewel parking lot for a date, I, <laughs> I, are we? Is this the date? Is this it? Are we just hanging out here? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you stop at the Olive Bar. I don't know. <laughs> Fancy. Yeah, um, that sounds nice. Well, I do want to say when I met Emily, she was with uh name redacted and (laughs) (laughs) i mean i remember like pretty early on when i knew you you got engaged and i remember being like oh my god i'm so happy we can cut this if you don't want me to say this i'm so happy for you and you're like "Uh uh-huh and i just remember like like, (laughs) emily is i don't know if she's happy about this i do remember that vaguely what i was gonna say is i remember the fast turnaround from she's engaged to someone who i'd like Emily, you and I had never been like, you know, terribly close. We didn't work that often together. We occasionally right. saw each other at these parties, you know what I mean? So you were a peripheral friend. Mm-hmm. And so your fiance at the time was, was, you know, way out there. Like, I didn't really know that person. I think we had a conversation at a party once maybe, but 
I was surprised at the fast turnaround when it was like Lauren started showing up to parties all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that fast, was it? <laughs> a great deal. And I, but I've, I don't think I've ever heard the aspect, Emily, that I think is beautiful of you describing how you first went to therapy. And that was part of what helped you realize like maybe that you just, there was, I'm sure other aspects of your life where you're like, this is not the person I want to be. And this is not the things that I really want to do. I know a lot of people in my life who I think like, did the especially you said you were straight yeah. out of college like yeah. this is the next thing i'm supposed to do this is the guy i'm currently dating i'm supposed to be getting engaged at this point so i'm going to do that and i've seen a lot of those people do that get married and then maybe be divorced very soon afterwards or worse live miserably for years to come you know what i mean so i think that's awesome and that's so yeah. that's such a powerful story that you were like no i i had this moment of clarity and i found a little bit more about myself and was like i'm gonna make some changes in my life that's what I was going to say. I commend you for being a badass bitch and just being like, nah, brah, I ain't about this. <laughs> like, that's huge. A lot of people are just too scared to even do that. So, and look, it worked out for you. Yeah. Because little Lorne. <laughs> little Nick and little Lorne. Little, little Nick and Lorne. Lorne. I don't know how I feel yeah. about that. Nick, Nick, Nick how do you like to tell me about Nick? I don't know if I'm They're the it. Lils. L-I-L, <laughs> not little. L-I-L. Yeah. No, it's. It's like it's it's hard. I think when you're at that age, when you're in your late 20s, it's a, like a it's a pressure cooker. You know, so oh, yeah. many people are following this like timeline and this path. And um, I don't know. I think for me, I just realized I'm like it's more about how I feel when I'm with the person, you know, versus like them checking all these like supposed boxes of like how, you know, I was thinking about the boxes. I was thinking about this person, you know, went to the same school as me. Like we had like, you know, family from the same areas. Like it just kind of like logically made sense versus like, how do you feel when you're with the person? And I don't know when I met Lauren, it kind of reminded me of that. And I was going to say, we originally had another movie we were going to um, potentially yeah, we, broach, but we, we were like, we, there's no way, <laughs> no way in hell oh, yeah, this we is can rewatch this movie because <laughs> All right, so like, I know. I've got to know now. So this is truly like the form, like one of our first conversations where we realized like, okay, we really like each other. Yeah. Like this is truly like formative for our relationship. Yeah. Have you heard of the movie Martyrs? Martyrs. No, okay. I don't think so. so Martyrs, it's like, like French, like new wave, new, new wave new French horror. extreme horror, like torture porn. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Okay. This is probably why it's not crossed my desk. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. It's, it's like an absolutely brutal movie that I had, I had never seen. I heard about, and it was like, I, I don't really ever think I want to watch that. It just sounds too upsetting. And I like horror, but I don't like torture porn and like super sure. graphic stuff. And then she, uh, we like we talked about movies a few times at work. So I somehow pop by my office and yeah. just like make up excuses to talk to me. I would. <laughs> uh, and she, do you remember how Martyrs came up? I was just sick, you know, it's I feel like you were like freaked out because you're like, who is this little blonde girl who's like suggesting this like really <laughs> insane, like the most gruesome yeah. horror movie? And I think I didn't realize how weird it was until she let me borrow her dvd of it she's like i have the dvd do you want it and i'm like uh i guess wait and, have you uh, watched it many times emily no, no. uh well i've watched it like three times <laughs> more, more than once yeah. uh i watched it i remember i watched it alone on a friday night at my place it was oh really my god and it was just just like a brutal horrible Don't awful awful movie that like denies the existence of God and it's 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 really upsetting and I was like damn this girl's twisted 
<laughs> I did not see that coming. I had no idea. And then it's formative for the relationship. It really <laughs> was. And it's it, it, established I, a layer of intrigue that yeah, we Yeah. I'm like, I, there's there's depths depths to this girl that okay. I did not know were there just from having these kind of like casual conversations at work with this like undertone of attraction that we weren't really speaking about at sure. work. And she lends me this movie and I'm like, whoa, there's a lot more going on there. This is interesting. So yeah, I mean, if I, I know that this, that wouldn't really be great for the podcast. No. I, don't we, think. We I would not would force not that movie really upon you, no. nor would I force it upon myself ever again. I, mean, I was going to say, I'm fascinated. I don't love that kind of thing, but I would, I would have watched it. Danielle, I'm sure would have, look at the, the listeners can't see the face <laughs> she's making. Like, <laughs> everyone who listens to this show would know that Danielle uh, is not a fan of horror writ large in general or porn because i was raised catholic <laughs> i think you're missing what torture porn means but that's okay that's okay Your moms make a right put them together it's like peanut butter and jelly oh my god <laughs> so but we forgot to get this because we got so into your story which oh, is yeah. a really good story and i want to come back to some other aspects of it sure. but what movie are we watching in oh, oh yeah yeah it's totally different than martyrs i, I would maybe think like and, the diametric opposite <laughs> and equally uh upsetting and disturbing film oh i can't wait to hear this conversation now continue clueless yay that's right 1995's clueless starring alicia silverstone alicia yeah it is it is a hard swerve from uh french new wave torture porn that's that is yep and i think part of what makes me love this girl is that she loves both of them i don't know i don't know equally but like you know (laughs) truly i will listeners not to emily please forgive me not to put anything on but uh if you were to see Emily, as I had previously, you know, being told that she likes the movie Clueless would not surprise you oh. in the least. Just sort of like in a passing glance. Yeah, seems like the kind of person based on absolutely nothing of depth, just a cursory glance. Yeah, Clueless makes sense. I That's have dressed up as Cher for Halloween before, so. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. But, you know, she is not maybe your stereotypical person. She's, you know, she's blonde. She's not having black hair. She doesn't have the black, uh, you know, fingernails. She's not goth or anything. Would, I, and again, I am putting all sorts of big things out there. That <laughs> you are didn't meet me during my goth phase. Bright breath. I did not. Um, but yeah, so you wouldn't know that Emily had a goth phase and has that layer. So I love that story, Lauren, though, of like, that was your first indication of like, oh, there's something deeper here for her as a human being uh yeah yeah i think i think so it like definitely uh definitely got me hooked i'll put it that oh. way <laughs> had to know what was going on had That's... to find out what was what was making her tick so then that was 2019 that you all met mm-hmm. uh how long before uh martyrs occurred after you first oh, um you know we met probably in the spring of 2019 i think martyrs was you know october november yeah something okay. like that i think we were talking horror movies a lot probably around halloween so that's sure. probably when they happened okay yeah. yeah and that's around the time that uh decisions were made um uh-huh. <laughs> regarding uh-huh. the other relationship and uh my living situation um which is interesting it's like when you're living with someone and you are in a relationship it's like when you end that relationship you lose your home like it's like a very intense thing so now that we're moving in together it's kind of like you know also intense but in a different way so yes that's the other thing we're moving we're moving in together in a in a little bit so it's very exciting um that's a huge step congratulations thank you thank you it's just i feel like 
from where we started to where we are now, like, I think both of us are just continually like amazed at how far, how we've, far we've, how far we've come because, you know, uh, it was a tough road to get here. And I think we're in a really, really great place now. And we're really excited for the next step. But uh, one of the things when we live together, it's like, we got to think about what are these movies that. How do you guys do it? Because you guys definitely have different tastes in movies, you know, oh, like. Sure. We like switch off. And there's some, there's like genres of movies that I'm like, no, I just won't. Like yeah, there's, there's, there's whole groups. No, action isn't one that she would say no to. Like something like Martyrs. I think she would just flat out put her foot down. I will for say sure. for the first time ever for Nick's birthday last year, and I'm assuming he's going to continue this. Ooh, he was like, I just want to sit down, eat candy and uh, watch movies all day. Awesome. And so we watched a lot of movies that made me feel very sick to my stomach. But I was like, it's his birthday and I love him a lot. This is my gift to you. You also, though, and I'm not remembering all of them, but I'm remembering you stating, okay, I actually, like, A, some that you enjoyed more than you expected, that you would have never watched without me. And that's not the only time that's occurred. But B, some that you were like, I don't enjoy this, but I still, um, I'm sorry, I'm just, like, realizing I'm bleeding from somewhere, and I'm trying to figure oh, out what. Oh, my God, beginning. Oh, God. Is this how a torture board yeah, No, you're being like martyrs. scene in martyrs. Why um, I, I think I scratched open a, a scab or something on my leg. Uh, we'll, we'll just edit that out, or not. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, like, I remember the movie Freaky. Have you guys seen that with Vince oh, yeah. Vaughn? Yeah, where they Vince Vaughn they swap places. It's yeah, a fun movie. For listeners, if you haven't seen it, it's it's sort of it's called Freaky because it's clearly meant to be kind of a flip on Freaky Friday. It's a body swap movie, except a uh, young teenage girl gets body swapped with uh, you know serial essentially killer. Mike Myers, uh, <laughs> Michael Myers, not Mike Myers, Michael Myers, <laughs> the serial killer, played by Vince Vaughn, uh, and and that's very cool. And you admitted that you enjoyed it. Yeah, but not the other movies that we watched. I don't remember the other Promising movies. Promising Young Woman, that's rough. Ooh, see, then that is a great example. You told me that you could appreciate that as a film, although you never wanted to watch it again. Wait, which one? Promising Young Woman. Oh, Promising oh, Young I Woman. Oh, I liked that movie. That. Yeah. You like that more really than good. I love Bo Burnham, though. He me too. is my first love. Well, no, Danny, I want to go back to something, because you said you watched these movies all day with Nick eating candy, and you said you felt sick. Now... <laughs> I love this. I, I love gotta this. say, <laughs> there's a there's another thing that could have got you sick aside from those mm -hmm. movies. It might have mm -hmm. been all the Snickers bars. I don't know. I think Lauren is on to something. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get him to watch Disney Channel original movies with you? I think we have a very good balance of like, yeah, we we switch off. So like every Monday, wait Sunday, sorry, Sunday is movie day. Okay. Is night. Like it's on our calendar. We're really not allowed to go outside of that unless something big comes up, like a wedding or something. Yeah. And movie um, lovers, you can follow what we watch every Sunday, by the way, if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, and then we often use the hashtag movie night every Sunday. But yeah, Nick uh -huh. made it very clear that he's like, movies are important to me. And we have a very good balance. So this most recent one, we watched the movie Luck, which is just about a lucky cat. <laughs> it's like an animated movie about a lucky cat. But then before that, we watched like Knives Out. So it's kind of like you pick one, I pick one. And if there's something that is Nick knows I completely will not like, we just, he can watch it alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are certain things like, I mean, this is going to date the episode and we'll see. But like, watch the first episode of uh, the new Game of Thrones show recently. Mm -hmm. Danielle literally got up and left the room. <laughs> and 
Like I admittedly was like, ah, this isn't grabbing me enough. I'll probably wait to see when more episodes come out and see how other people are reacting as opposed to continuing to watch this show at this time. But Daniel like, like felt physically uncomfortable and then therefore just got up to leave for some of the stuff that has happened in the show. And there's things like that, that it's just like, I'm not going to expose her to that. If I, if I don't really mean to. But okay. I will say, Lauren, this is probably directed at you because uh-huh. maybe you're not watching enough Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> I think Nick likes watching it with me, not because the movies are quality, which they are, but that's a different thing. But some he more likes, than others. Some more than others. Like the joy that I get out of watching <laughs> yes. these movies. I do and, like. Uh, yeah. Well, we've watched a couple. We've watched a couple. I, I had a joke with her where she would say, like, um, she would say, like, let's watch a Disney Channel original movie. And I would say, what is, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> what do you mean? Disney? I don't understand what that concept is. It and doesn't ring any bells. This is how I get clueless because, like, we have totally different reference points because we are also, like, you know, in born, born in different decades. Right. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I kind of like, kind of like what you guys were saying where, Danny, you like, we're not into the Game of Thrones thing. You felt, like, uncomfortable. And Nick, that probably wasn't like you weren't trying to make her do that. But I will okay. say with with you, Emily, I do sometimes pick movies that I know are going to maybe push some buttons, not intentionally, but it's like movies that I really like that I want to just see. Like, I, I, I are feel you like- going to be into this, or like, are you going to like? Reject- and I just want comfort food, <laughs> and you just need to let me have more of it. I made her watch all that jazz a few weeks ago, which I don't know if that's a movie you're you've seen or familiar with, but it's great. I- Rule. I'm familiar, not I've not seen it, and, and that wouldn't be anywhere near your milieu. Is it a um, musical? <laughs> um, sort of. Um, but it's yeah, it's crazy meta. Like, I know we're talking about clueless. Sorry, I'm going off topic. We're not actually talking about, talking about like, movies, we're talking about relationships. Go really on and on, Lauren. Yes, <laughs> nobody's talking about, about other movies. movies. <laughs> we can do that. No. So, right. especially I love I love having you all on as as guests because what I get from you is that even with that story about martyrs, you all have used movies to communicate mm-hmm. some of your truths and learn things about each other and mm-hmm. shared like this movie is important to me for this reason and that is truly the the kernel of the the seed of this podcast is me trying to make Danielle watch more of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that also, is like, if, I feel your pain. if Lauren were to start a podcast, it would be the exact same thing. But the flip side, Lauren, and this is where I think I was trying to get to, and, and then I really appreciate those, like that you asked Emily, how do you get him to do it? You have to accept, or at least I have felt I had to accept, I want her to share with me her stories about all these other movies too. Now, totally. not all of them are Disney Channel original movies. Uh, it was very difficult for us to find model behavior in a legal fashion uh, when we had to watch that. But others like Clueless or, or something like that uh, is easier to find and is easier to stomach. No, but it's I still think- it's still a, it's a window into Danielle's life, a window yeah. into Danielle's thought process and, 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 and who she is as a person. One movie you hated watching so much was Master of Disguise. I did. I truly Do you remember did. that movie? Is that um, Dana, Dana Carvey? Carvey? Yeah, I don't think I know that one. Oh, you don't have to watch it. Speaking now. of <laughs> movies that you are physically uncomfortable watching, <laughs> it's it is movie. it is just everything bad. Like it, there's no coherent story from scene to scene. The act, I mean, it's it's just an excuse for Dana Carvey to do a 
bunch of weird impressions. Which I do know. I know Pistachio Disguisey. I know yes! he's Pistachio Disguisey in it, and that has rung in my brain ever since. Seen, seen the I don't think I've ever seen the movie, but I turtle. I will forever know Pistachio. Oh yeah, Turtle. 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 Yeah. If you grew up in the Midwest or at least in in Northwest Ohio, there was a guy who uh, had like a radio store, some car radio store, and he would always go Turtle turtle <laughs> and, and like i assume it came from that movie because it came after that movie i talked about this to you before anyway, anyway we're sorry. getting really off on the topic that's all good i have nothing to contribute to <laughs> i would recommend though for both of you it has pushed me out of my comfort zone as well to have like a movie night yeah i really like that and we for can sure. even coordinate movies sometimes so we can all discuss about yeah. it yeah we like I, we've tried doing like we switch off who oh, picks yeah. a movie and then like whoever is picking the other person gives them three options uh -huh. so we both get to like contribute like hey here are three things that i'm feeling which is the best option for you so like we both get to like kind of contribute on it i like that a lot i like that a lot i don't know that we you gotta be strategic something similar. You know? yeah. um but i guess i have to plug my laptop in one second think thought not a problem <laughs> um we should move to is this do we doing this part i can't remember yeah okay <laughs> okay right. well is there anything else that you guys wanted to share about um your relationship your connection we're gonna hear about your connection to the movie in the next part of this but just any like general love tips <laughs> love tips uh no we we if you were to give your own love advice we are not experts here <laughs> not here, not guests. Like we're we've never had experts. We're all just people in relationships who love love. But if yeah. you were to if you, you were to give your advice to someone, what would be sort of the thing that you think is the the secret sauce to making a relationship work? Wow. Hmm. That is a great question. What do you think? Um so well, couples couple therapy, I feel like it's gonna be really good, but um we applaud this. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but yeah, I think like checking in with each other and having like those like scheduled things is helpful. And I think, especially as we live together, I definitely want to have like, like a Sunday meeting or some sort, you know, like a check-in, like, you know, is that what we're calling it? Sunday yeah, meeting? Sunday <laughs> meeting. I don't know. My, my, my therapist recommended that too. Okay. Of like, yeah. And then like date nights, of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Um, mixing things up i guess you know trying new things together trying new stuff um different restaurants different surprises are always great i need to be better at that but yeah plan me a date <laughs> yeah i have to plan a date <laughs> more, not, subtle, not subtle not <laughs> subtle yeah i don't know um I, I just think um being able to openly and honestly talk to your partner and share what you're thinking and not hold back. I mean, this is like basic stuff, but I really think it's true. And, you know, you can't do it with everybody. You have to like gel with the person and really, you know, feel them. And I think that's a good way to tell, like if the relationship is, is going to work or not, like I, I feel so comfortable, like sharing everything with her, which I've never really felt in the past. Like, oh. you know, I, I just love hanging out with her. And um, that's not a thing you, you know, you know, it's a thing you can work at, of course, but, um, you know, that's a good way to tell, I think, if your relationship's doing good is like, do I like spending time with this person? And yeah. 
gosh golly i sure do (laughs) time with this person we we had like a realization we went we we took a trip to croatia this summer and like it was a lot of fun and we did like a bunch of like crazy fun like activities but we had like the most fun on the way back home like just talking to each other on the plane and like joke be like being goofy with each other and like we we both were like deathly ill too but like so we're like (laughs) physically miserable but like actually having so much fun and like just like being really uncomfortable on the plane but we were just like in good spirits that was your favorite part yeah but that was like kind of a wake-up call too it was like when we got back from croatia that's when we realized like okay we're going back to our separate apartments oh, you did have fun she did have fun on the plane no i had something to say Oh, you go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, but that's when I realized we wanted to live together because we were both like weird about like, oh, I'm going, like we took an Uber back from the airport. We're like, I'm going back to my apartment and you're going back to your apartment. And we just spent like 12 awesome days together. And like, this feels weird. And so we were like, we need to live together. Yeah. It's yep. true. I, I don't need to get into this, but one thing I do think is interesting is you all met within sort of within a year and certainly started dating within months of COVID. And yet we have known a lot of other people that sort of like jumped to the let's live together level because of COVID. So I think that's very cool that you all like each other during that time without that. Yeah. I think we really consciously tried to resist that temptation. We we did talk about it earlier. And I'm glad that we did not jump into that because we didn't, you know, I know, you know, COVID, I think, accelerated our relationship quite a bit because we were in our, our germ circle. It was basically the two of us <laughs> for a long time. And um, yeah, and and we did talk about living together uh, way earlier, but I, don't, I think that would have just been a mistake. Um, so I'm sure. glad that we proceeded the way we did, you know. Um, and and yeah, I think, yeah, I think we've, we've paced it well. Like, I don't think we're rushing things. I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. Life is long and I feel like there's no rush to yeah. like, cause once you move in together, then you, you can't know, go backwards from it. that. <laughs> so we're just yeah. enjoying every stage as it came along. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, should we move on Danielle? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say you guys are very cute. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. You guys oh. have that thing where you like keep looking at each other. Listeners can't see this because you don't watch <laughs> us on YouTube. You just like look, you know, cutely into each other's eyes and, and things of that nature. Everybody knows what that looks like. They've seen that in movies or seen that of other couples. And you, you do have, have that. It. Is there a Patreon video tier? Because they can get in on this action. <laughs> <laughs> no, these videos are actually uh, not behind the Patreon wall. They are just available on YouTube. Oh, okay. oh cool. There are videos that are behind the Patreon wall that are all all sorts of other kinds of deeper reviews and things of that nature. But yeah, give us money. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, created a nice, smooth Patreon transition. I, I appreciated that. I was well, going to that one it. ready. Um, okay, so Nick, can you tell us about our next segment that I always? Yeah, this next segment we have is called "Closer Through Science." So, movie lovers, you can follow us. Uh, for some of these answers in the future, using the hashtag closer through science, you can also share your stories with this. This this question that we're choosing might be a little difficult for the sharing uh, from a listener's perspective. But these questions come from a study by uh, Aaron et al. And they basically put strangers in a room together and told them to ask each other progressively uh, detailed and intimate questions there are 36 of them so we are coming very very close i think we might have two more uh questions 
about each other and then those people became uh much closer to each other and they expressed that they were closer through science through science <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is why I don't normally do it's that. It's a long explanation. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna ask you guys uh, this question, and I think you each answer it, right? Um, if, it depends sure. on how we want to do it. Do we want to do it as if they are collectively our partner, and then they are asking us, or should we no, make have them, them ask each other? Oh, I love that. Okay, you're gonna ask this to each other, I guess. So you're okay. gonna share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how you might handle it. Wait. So wait. Say that one more time. So you're going to share a personal problem that you're having with Emily, and then she's going to give you advice on how to handle it, and then vice versa. And to be clear, you're sharing the problem with Emily, not necessarily sharing a problem that you have with Emily. <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not like, man, my girlfriend's been on my case lately. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me to take out the trash. What Do you have a problem that you need help solving? Mm. Yo, I'll solve it. Check out the news. Well, you have a meddling coworker? No. <laughs> you roughed up. No. Um, uh, I guess, honestly, the biggest problem is just like going through, like motivating myself to go through my closet and get rid of stuff. There you move. go. And that's like a minor problem. It's not even like a very big problem. That's but. perfect. It doesn't have to be big. Okay. Lauren, what's your advice on how to solve it? Well, I think you should take half of everything in your closet. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are combining our stuff. We're going to have room for it. <laughs> and give it away. Yeah. Sell it. No. Um, I think you should, uh, you know, look at each piece of clothing and, um, you know, do I, does this, does this generate any feeling? Mm -hmm. Do I, do I care about this at all? Does this bring back a memory? Do I, can I see myself in it? And if, yeah, maybe you keep it. If you're not feeling anything, maybe that's a sign that you can, you can get rid of it or you can give it away. That's good. Advice. That was right. from I dig that. Marie Kondo, I was going to say, it's Marie Kondo. I, I love it. <laughs> no, I came up with that myself. Oh, <laughs> it's my uh, own personal thing. What's your that's problem? Really smart, Lauren. Maybe you could get people to like follow you for that. You should write a book about it. I should write a book about that. I'm going to call it, what does she call her book? <laughs> the Art of... Like, the art of tidying it. I'm gonna call it the um, the science um, <laughs> uh, sweeping things away. All right, Lauren. What personal problem what? do you have? <laughs> a personal problem do I have? Um, hmm. Oh boy, I know, but I'm trying to think Ooh. of a personal problem that I have. Ooh. Okay. Um, I Emily is okay. Look right now. I have been looking for a new job. Mm. How do I, how do I figure out, um, you know, there's so many job opportunities out there. How do I narrow things down and, and really pursue things that I, that I, that I feel like, uh, you know, at, at, a, at a company that I feel like I could excel in. It's a good question. Yeah. Good problem. Yeah, it's a good problem, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, since I used to be a career advisor, I feel oh, like yeah, I can did. jump in on this. Yeah, I think it would be probably good to get like a, you know, a first person experience of what it's like to work for those companies. And like, you know, you could start by making a list of companies you're interested in. Mm. And then you could take that list, mm -hmm. go to... Mm. Obviously, you work at DePaul. I do. So there's a lot of students that you help. Mm. And you could look at the DePaul alumni network mm -hmm. as well as your own individual alumni network and mm -hmm. see like, okay, 
who are some people I'm connected with already that I could talk to, see if you can, if they can get coffee or, you know, set up calls with you and learn more about what it's like to work there, you know, on a casual basis. And then you can kind of make those decisions for yourself of like, what, what, like what aligns most with your goals and what company kind of has a culture that you want. Baby, that's great advice. <laughs> we solved it. Yay. <laughs> Wow, I like that question. That was a cute little question. That was, and I like how you chose to do it. I think it worked much better than the way I would have done it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, Nick just wanted to solve your problem. Put <laughs> <laughs> on here for another. Do that too. Oh, too much. All right. Well, that is closer through science. Thank you, movie lovers, for sticking with us in this first half. Uh, we are going to go to an intermission real quick, and then we are going to return to talk about what movie again, everyone? Clueless. <laughs> In love with movies. Da da da. <clears throat> and, and we're, we're back. back welcome back movie lovers <laughs> he looked at me like Dude, in love with movies. i was trying to toss that to ball over there? to anything literally anything hello we're back all right we're back <laughs> and we're going to be discussing the uh, 1995 movie clueless with our friends lauren and emily and before we get started with their love stories or anything else uh you, everybody who knows this show knows i like to give some opening credits first so we're going to talk about some just some details as i mentioned it's 1995 anybody who knows the movie clueless probably knows that it's starring alicia silverstone they may not know uh that stacy dash and Brittany murphy are the other two main leads i know Brittany murphy from this movie primarily but she had some uh some other things before she uh, past this wor world in 2009 it also has paul rudd we cannot forget oh what a babe paul rudd paul rudd who looks basically the same in 1995 yeah. mm -hmm. as he does if you were to like look a photo up of no he looks better now than he did crazy. <laughs> he, he has aged well he's like uh like a fine wine yes yes like a fine <laughs> wine um donald Faison and brecken meyer this is where i think i like fell in love with brecken meyer and have pretty much enjoyed every film that he's been in since uh let's see some other ones that people might not know dan Hadaya is the guy who plays her dad, who's like one of those character actors that he's totally one of those. Oh, that guy. You know what I mean? You see him in something and you're like, oh, that guy. Danielle's like, I've, I've never, never seen him in anything. <laughs> I see way more movies than she does. Uh, Wallace Shawn. Anybody know who Wallace Shawn is or what he's from? Yeah, he's uh, My Dinner with Andre. The Cosby Show, unfortunately. A lot of <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, Yeah, he's in Princess Bride. That was the one I was always thinking of. That's my note. Inconceivable. Yeah. Inconceivable. He's yeah. on Gossip Girl, too. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. He's another character actor that he's a that yeah. guy. But, yeah, he's uh, great. Very he's, recognizable. He's like more standout, I think, than some other. Wasn't he in Sabrina, actors. too? Yeah. Probably. Or like, okay. <laughs> like oh, we, we get the important ones. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly important yeah. ones. Uh, the director is Amy Heckerling, which I kind of knew that name, but when I was looking at her IMDb, I realized like she basically knocks it out of the park for like a lot of 80s and 90s movies. So just to highlight some of them, uh, other than this movie, she did, uh, she wrote and directed Clueless, but she directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Johnny Dangerously, which is like a big one for me, Michael Keaton back in the day, uh, Look Who's Talking, the two mm. Look Who's Talking movies, and then Danielle, I know you'll identify with, she she directed uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. I knew that because I, I'm like, I know that name. Uh-huh, there so, you go. Because I watched that movie a all lot. the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if she did Christmas Vacation, uh, but I saw like the first Vacation. Uh, she may have done both. I don't I know. I think she did European. Was it the Europe? I think it was European Vacation, right? That's probably correct. Yeah. yeah. Boys know these things. And her last movie, 
Loser with uh, Jason. Is Biggs. that her last one? I have yeah. that down here, but I thought no one else would know what that movie was. Yeah, I saw that in a theater. Really? I paid oh. to see that movie. That's, That's date, awesome. to date myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it a lot when it was on like HBO or Cinemax, one of those things, but I watched it a ton of times. Yeah. yeah. Jason Biggs. Jason Hello. Biggs. Uh, yeah, other other people. Early yeah. Skarsgård. I can't remember which Skarsgård it is, but it's one of the Skarsgårds is in it. Oh, there's a Skarsgård. Is it Menasu? Not Menasuvari. Is it Menasuvari? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Menasuvari. Yep. Yeah. And then she never directed another movie. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe because maybe because Loser sucked. Aww. <laughs> I don't know. She felt like a loser. I enjoyed it a great deal, but it was oh, definitely okay. not as quality of something like Clueless. Yeah, I don't think it did quite as well. Well, we were saying with Clueless, we we're like we couldn't believe how well written. The yes. it is just like every line hits so yeah good. every line's a banger it's super tight yeah she did she write it too amy yes. she wrote, yep. yeah like wow it's incredible like truly like every line up. is just like a diamond like it just cuts it's What's, great what are you some of your guys's favorite lines from the movie <laughs> when her dad is like what's that I'm not a dress that's who Calvin Klein. <laughs> it just tickles me very funny. Uh, I, I was writing this down, actually, when I was watching it earlier today, because I watched it again. Movie lovers, we'll get into this probably in our love stories, but it was very funny to us when Lauren and Emily shared with us that they wanted to watch this movie for their episode. We had literally watched this like five days earlier. Oh, and wow. So wow. Danielle decided not to rewatch it, but I <laughs> absolutely knew I had to. Um, but I was writing some of these down. Fully intend to break for animals. Uh, <laughs> she 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 goes when were you born and she says april and she goes well, or no she says may and then she goes well i was born in april so as your elder <laughs> yes, i love that line <laughs> like oh man couldn't be happier than arguing for grades just all this sorts one that of things you have written down. which well, one which the watch one? doesn't really go with this outfit <laughs> Because her dad asks, so do you know what time it is? The watch doesn't really go with this outfit. <laughs> minimally challenged, referring to virginity. <laughs> I'm minimally challenged. Oh like, my God, that is so good. Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a lot of good ones. One. Well, is. before we go into, we want to hear the rest of your all's movie story, movie ah, love stories with this movie. Sorry. <laughs> but before we do that, we need to go to everyone's favorite segment. Everyone loves it. And Danielle's uh, least favorite. Let's be honest; she loves it. Don't, she just yeah, likes being center of attention. So, it's all Danny. Hit the button. <laughs> Everybody's favorite segment. It's time for Danny's dingle. Time for Danny's dingle. Getting so much side eye. <laughs> High school privilege outfits? Question mark. Lots of bad behavior. Gay. <laughs> Kelvin Klein? I incest ish. The end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was thinking about this earlier. This movie actually, when I was like, what is it about? It's literally about nothing. Oh, I forgot driving. There's a lot of driving in there. It's not really about a ton, a, a lot. Just like she wants to have a boyfriend, she wants her friend to have a boyfriend. But it's just really about their lives and her as like a privileged white girl. Is Lauren, you might know this, or Emily, you might too. Is this one of those movies that's like, isn't it Emma? Or yeah. Emma? I was gonna say, I so I saw Clueless first, of course, you know, as any girl growing up in like the you know late 90s, early 2000s would. Mm -hmm. But I remember like being in my AP English class and reading Emma by Jane Austen, and I was like, 
this sounds like clueless. Like I was like making the connection. I was like, oh. what is like, Light bulbs going off. Is like, is this a coincidence? But no, it's actually like it's like legitimately like a direct interpretation. Jane Austen ripped off Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just direct rip. I don't know how she was never caught. It's like um she's the man is like yes. uh yeah. twelfth night. Yeah. Yeah. And ten things I hate about you is taming of the shrew. Okay. Oh that's the one I trying to think that, that was based off of. Yep. Yeah. So those, but those other ones are Shakespeare, and this is Jane Austen. But uh, you know, also wow. a contemporary. It's good, good. I didn't know that. So you guys, what is your love story with uh, this movie, Clueless? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. We actually did not watch this together until two, three days ago. Whenever we watched it, for the first time. we like talked about it before. And we we knew we both loved it, but we've never actually watched it together. Uh, Just love this together. So what was your um, first time watching it, Lauren? Do you remember? Yeah. I mean. It was probably on HBO when I was like in 96, when I was 16 to date myself. Yes. Um, I remember <laughs> like I've always been kind of like into movies and I would always like read movie reviews. And I remember like reading in probably the Chicago Tribune, like Gene Siskel's review and summer of 95, like being surprised at like the great review that it got. And cause it just, you know, from the commercials just looked like this kind of vapid teenage comedy, uh -huh. yeah. which wasn't a bad thing to me at the time, but I just didn't think it would get like the critical respect it got. So like definitely right. brought that movie to my attention. I don't think I like saw it in the theater. I, I know I saw it a ton when it was on cable and I loved it. Like it was just one of those movies that was just on all the time and I would watch it every time it was on and just at a certain point I'd kind of internalized it and, and, memorized a lot of the lines <laughs> it is as we've already addressed very quotable very, yes very it's quotable. it's so it's yes one of the most quotable movies of the 90s for sure uh let's mix it up danny what's your first time watching this movie when we turned this on a couple weeks ago for movie night i think i said this to you i don't think i had ever seen it all the way through because it was a movie that was always on tv i was like oh i saw this part i saw this part i know all the scenes i know all the lines but i had never sat down and been like that's the story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess the first time I've actually watched it is a couple weeks ago, which is very embarrassing to say. I oh, wow, that is surprising. Yeah, yeah. Well, Emily, how about you? Yeah, definitely a blockbuster rental. Like at some point, <laughs> I think yeah. probably like a sleepover, you know. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's so funny. We we're talking about is share like we were trying to decide is Cher smart because when I was growing up, I wanted to be exact like Cher. I, I think I wrote in like one of my like essays for school or something like <laughs> role model Cher. Like I, like, <laughs> I like really idolized her Alicia Silverstone. And um, yeah, like I was, I dressed up as her for Halloween. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we that's, have that's an awesome outfit. I mean, just by itself, like that's yeah. every, Wait, you could pick one? any outfit yeah. from this movie. Yeah. The yellow, the, yellow, the yellow one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yellow one. Yeah. I had the feathery pens and yeah, one of my friends is Dion. It was a good time. I forgot about the feathery pens. Oh my goodness. I Which that actually that was a make a comeback in Legally Blonde when she's sitting there with, and I'm like, is that a reference to Clueless? And we have oh, talked yeah. about on this podcast that like, I feel like our, those movies came out somewhat around the same time within five or less than 10 years to each other. And me at least i used to be able to confuse reese witherspoon and alicia silverstone they were like mm -hmm. the same person essentially to me yeah. and it's just very interesting to me how the, those careers have very much ended up different later on. yeah <laughs> I, think, I think reese picked up the the alicia silverstone mantle 
if you ask. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like Alicia Silverstone's career didn't extend too far past Clueless, maybe by like three or four or five years. And then I'm sure she's done stuff, but like, yeah, I feel like uh, Reese's career kind of blew up after that. Well, I I think what we've talked about before on this podcast, and therefore I won't uh, belabor the point. Uh, listeners, I know there's some of you are, are close enough uh, advocate. Uh, uh, His brain is moving too fast. It is. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you listen to things closely enough, you'll be able to tell us what episode this was in, I'm sure. But we had, it might have been a Legally Blonde episode now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but like Reese is, I think, a better actress. And um, also... A uh, has done other things like because Reese has gone on to like direct and produce and things, mm-hmm. whereas Alicia has not done as I think as much of that. I I think I I agree with you. Okay. I think she's like I think she is capable of doing a lot more. Like she has a lot more range than Alicia Silverstone. Yes. Or like this is a thought that I had watching Clueless. Okay. Like Alicia Silverstone is fucking amazing in this movie. She is. She's and, perfect. Like I honestly think she should have gotten some kind like some kind of Oscar nomination or like, honestly, I think it's that good. It's like, it's like so like pitch perfect comedically, mm-hmm. like emotionally. Like, I just feel like she's so, I, I feel like this movie maybe almost hurt her because yeah. people probably thought that she just mm-hmm. was that Tight character. Cast. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I could, I could um, see that. And I would agree with you that it's, she does this role amazingly and, yeah. the, and including the layers to it. Cause as we're kind of already been talking about, like is, is share dumb or is share smart like and i think that there's a lot of evidence to the to the the latter i think she's very smart but before did you say your love story i did not oh go say it okay you like you're mad at me i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) honest conversation um my memory of this we didn't have a blockbuster growing up in my small town but there was a place called video spectrum which was the same thing and you have rose video in your (laughs) basically uh, I remember my friends, Carmen and Laura, I think Carmen might listen to this occasionally. So hi, Carmen, if you're listening, but Carmen and Laura, they brought over Clueless and they were part of that Sunday crew that after uh, church and everything like that would come over to my parents' house and they brought this movie and it was like, you know, the two girls are going to make us guys sit down and watch a movie because this was 96 probably. I remember loving it from the first time that I watched it and we watched it probably three times that day, that afternoon. <laughs> and I think it was also like, one of them had to explain to me what was going on with the character Christian. And oh, <laughs> we were talking about that too. Cause I think when I first watched it, I had no idea. Like we both yeah. had no idea. Yeah. And- I mean, yeah, I, I feel like there, there was him. I did not know until like 10 seconds before she knew. And then also with, um, what's the guy, the jerk. Uh, oh, Elton. Elton, where I felt like I didn't know that he was into her until like 10 seconds before she knew that he was into her. Like, I felt like I was very much on the same page as her throughout a lot of that stuff when I first watched sure. I was I sure. To- I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree in terms of like, the, and this is what we were talking about, the writing as well as the acting, I think is done so well that if you're watching it the first time, you don't pick up on it. Yeah. But then I had a note from watching it earlier today that actually there's some brilliant ways where it, it's it's hinted at. So for mm-hmm. oh, yeah. example, if you do watch it a second time, you're like, oh my God, how did I not see this coming? Like you don't see it at all the first time, but then the yeah. second you're like, yes, how is it not? Same thing with Christian. And, and when he, he first walks in and he flips his coat yeah. around yeah. his shoulder. So Elton, there's a scene uh, early on where like he, he's kind of like hanging all over, but they did that intercut with the montage of 
the two teachers falling in love. And so while you're watching these two teachers falling in love, it keeps cutting back to Elton, like hanging all over Cher. And clearly like the same thing is going on in his head too. Yeah. I yeah, just thought it was brilliant. I was like, as a, as like, again, thinking of it as like film, as you were kind of saying, Lauren, like, Oh my God, like this right here, this editing is brilliant. It really is. Yeah. It's great. Like, yeah, you're right. They tease it um, in a way that if you're not looking for yeah. it the first time, it just totally passes over you, especially the Elton stuff for me. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. yeah. Um, the yeah. Christian thing though, to clarify, I don't mean that they had to explain to me like <laughs> before it's revealed that he's gay. I mean, like once it was said, like he's gay, I was like, what does that mean? That he likes, oh. <laughs> Arcus, you know what I mean? Like I didn't understand. Oh why that was a problem for their relationship <laughs> why can't they make it work those two crazy because <laughs> yeah i would have been young enough that that's that, so i was like what is this that's what's that mean anyway yeah i will also say that like is Cher smart or not i do think she's smart but i also think that she's like one of the kindest like really does care about people but she comes off so stupid and selfish but like even in that scene we were watching where uh they order food for her dad and she's like, no dad, you can't have that. Like she's taking care of her father yeah. like secretly almost the entire time. Oh, yeah. And like, I don't think he recognizes it, but she's always just like kind of getting him together. And then there's, I think just one scene where she just like looks at the picture of her mom and it's not really super heartbreaking, but when you think about it, you're like, dang, she's the woman of the house. She's like trying to take care of all this. And she's just this young girl who wants to have a boyfriend. She's got a high EQ. Yeah, she definitely has a high EQ. Yes. Um, but I, yeah. I think she's got high IQ too. And that's, I, you all have maybe read, I'm a, I have not. So I have I'm not sure how much of it is similar to this as well. But Danielle, I think your first word was privilege. And I think that so perfectly encapsulates it because I think she is someone who is almost a victim of her privilege in terms of people taking her seriously, at least. Mm -hmm. Because she is intelligent. Her vocabulary is off the charts. She's very much caring for other people. But because she was just brought up in this position where it's like, I, you know, I don't understand that not everyone has a uh, masseuse and a gardener and a maid and, right. you know, has a computer program that picks their outfits for them. Like, that's where she then comes across as, as not being connected. But it's like, it's not her fault she was born into a world where she doesn't have to be connected with true difficulty and strife. Like, she's still an intelligent person. Totally. And I feel like the movie does a really interesting job, like, demonstrating, like, how actual high school cliques kind of are like i feel yes. like like it gets exaggerated so much of like these are the popular kids and these are like and they're mean and like this is kind of how like you know the stereotypes go but i actually think clueless is pretty true to like how high school really is where it's like yes there are like the rich kids and there's like a lot of classism embedded into like the social circles like you see like kind of like the stoner guy and like how like Cher tries to steer him like tie mm -hmm. away from like the stoner guy and like mm -hmm. that whole group doesn't seem like you know in the same kind of social economic kind of stratosphere as Cher's group yeah. and like that's actually how cliques are in high school I feel like it's like you know like the rich kids whose parents are kind of absent like they stay together because they have all the parties and then like <laughs> the rest of the kids kind of group according to different interests so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah i agree with that i also made a note that i thought that sort of the the flirtation i guess is the word i'll use between breck and meyer's character and Brittany murphy's character like that whole her kind of having a thing for him and him kind of having a thing for her but they're like yeah. fumbling over that idea that to me as i kept watching it i was like this is so very much representing what it felt like to be like you oh, i like like them 
back mm-hmm. in middle school and high school type of thing. But things that would not be similar, at least in my high school, um, the outfits when they're in gym class, <laughs> <laughs> they're all like wearing slutty outfits. That's very funny to me. Just their clothes in general in this yes. movie. Unbelievable. And I don't know about, I mean, maybe I was just really lame, but we didn't have parties like that. <laughs> we might have. I wasn't invited to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's my she, assumption always, too. Oh, I know. Good in though, right? Like, she's a sophomore? Is she a freshman or sophomore? Yeah, well, she doesn't yeah. have a driver's license yet, yeah. so she's going to be like, talking about her age, too. We are trying to figure out her age and Paul Rudd's age. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was like, <laughs> obviously the elephant in the room. It's, like, yes. the kind of stepbrother situation, but we were also like, oh, man, because she says, I don't have my driver's license yet. It's, like, a learner's permit, and it's, like, okay, so you're 15, and he's yeah. in college, and, like, yeah. Mm, yeah. like, we hope he's, like, maybe – not 18 yet, but it's probably like a situation. My theory is it's a Doogie Howser situation and he just graduated college after or graduated high school after a year. He's actually like um like a 16 going on 17, I feel. Mm, he's, I think he's too old for her, but because it's Paul Rudd, it doesn't matter. It's Paul Rudd, he's charming. He's timeless. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. It is Paul Rudd. He can do whatever he I wants. I would fall for Paul Rudd. I do every Paul day. Paul. I do think it was for me. I think it's probably that whole uh, at that age. It's a questionable like because to me, it's 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 not even the number of years. It's the sort of like stages you're at in life kind of thing, Mm -hmm. because there's a there's the same distance of age between Danielle and I in terms of number of years. And it would have been weird if I had started dating her when I was a freshman in college and she was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff starts to smooth out as you get older. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, back we then. We can relate. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to out you, but I think you guys said you had had some years between you as well. So yeah, it's a bit wider than Rudd and this <laughs> movie. And you guys, but that's okay. But, but again, that articulate yeah, like now, that. I'm in my thirties. Yeah. And, and I was at one time in my thirties. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i just i really like that you mentioned though the paul rudd thing i think the the weirder thing is them uh you know having sort of a like they are or aren't separate them like you have a very you have people in your life that are like the exact same relationship that the two of them are and the idea of you becoming romantically involved with them (laughs) is yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had exactly. a stepbrother, but then my mom divorced him. So he's like, I always call him my ex stepbrother. Yeah. There I was that point, there. like late in the movie, where she very pointedly said to him, You're not my brother. And it was yeah. before they kind of like declared any feelings for each other. But you knew that they were leading up to that. Like the mo- it was almost like the movie is making very clear, Hey, just in case we weren't clear before, they are not related. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is okay. You're not my brother. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I made a note thinking about it while I was watching it for this podcast, and, I, and I'm not going to talk about my own personal interests or anything like that. That's not where I'm going. But there is, as I know, a high level of, in terms of kinks, at least for pornography watched, <laughs> sort of well known that the step family fantasy is like a high volume thing. And I'm like, knowing timeline wise, people who watch and thinking about when this movie oh, came think- out. I'm like, I'm wondering if this movie helped contribute to like this maybe helps uh, kick off a whole genre of porn. Yes. Yeah. I think we can, we can thank Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone. We can. 
Yeah. I, I mean, thank them every day. They, like, <laughs> I get it. You know, they're, they're hot couple. Yeah, I, I would say special shout out to this movie for having two hot Jews make out. And I can say that because I am Jewish, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you for I appreciate the application. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Um, yeah. Wait, I don't think we answered it earlier. Emily, do you remember the, the plot of Emma, Emma, whatever it's called? Yes, yeah, Emma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it is interesting that you said, like, oh, Cher's dad and her have that kind of interesting relationship because it, the plot of Emma is very similar. It's, like, you know, her single father. It's kind of like Disney princess, like, you know, widower situation. Um, and then it is kind of like a social society like based Jane Austen does a lot of writing around, you know, the different hierarchies. And then there's like a new girl that comes in that she takes under her wing and she tries to steer her towards like a suitable match. And so that's Ty. And that's when I like started to put the pieces together. I was like, <laughs> like a movie I saw. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, clueless is, Definitely way better. So, <laughs> sorry. You heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> sorry, I keep looking down. I wrote down some notes. That's what I'm doing when I look. Oh, that's okay. Movie. But we, we were just on the note of Amy Heckerling is better than Jane Austen. That's that's yeah. the 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 summary that I have. Sure. Um, yeah. I would I go with that. say Dion is so beautiful. I said that the whole time we were watching the movie last time, and she never nothing. She did, wasn't in anything really after this. She, I think she might have been in like one or two things, but definitely not a deep IMDb for. Stacey. I think Stacy Dash kind of went off the rails a bit in her personal life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hate to hear that. That's sad. It's funny because her I character is um, they're very like reality show, always screaming at each other, then always yeah. hooking up. Yeah, the relationship is so funny, I, and I love um, uh, Turk. What's his actual name? I'm trying uh, to Donald, Donald Faison. Yeah, Donald Faison is so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's on Scrubs later. But yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's great in this movie. He's so funny. I have that note too, yeah. Donald he Faison. He's very funny. He's Everybody's perfect. Everybody, honestly, like, there's perfect no cast. there's no weak link in the whole cast. Like, every, I love Dan Hedaya, like, the dad. Yep. Love him so much and everything he's in. Like, every line he says is just gold. Like, in anything. Not just in this. But it's just, the, like, the way he talks is so funny. It's so, like dry <laughs> dry and just just commanding and just kind of yelling every line that he has it's great yes yes he, he, he really seems good. like a litigator as she says like every yeah. single time he speaks exactly. there's also a brilliant moment where he does a bit of acting without any words and it's the moment paul rudd goes chasing mm -hmm. after share okay you guys are nodding like you know what i'm about to say mm -hmm. there's this moment where he like looks up at paul rudd as paul rudd's leaving and it's just sort of that knowing look of like i know why you're actually going to go chase after share and he like just he knows that there's already something developing between the two of them yeah or either of them even do yeah he signs off on it he signs off on Which is uh, weird, brother, sister, love. right right what is the relationship in emma like is it li like because i can't imagine that there's that exact same you know been married before have a, have a gentleman like how long were they together for it's and, been like two years since i read like, it so they I grow up it. you know like together and then yeah, it's, yeah. It's, i think the less you think about it the better <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to you don't want to dive into that it's i feel like they just had to come up with some excuse for why he would be constantly in her house right. in a modern yeah. setting that would make sense they were like ah <laughs> type of thing yeah can I say a fun fact that I knew? Please do. Um, it's not really a fact, but it's a fact. Um, okay. Donald Faison and Breckin Myers, that is his name. A non-fact fact. 
Do you guys remember the movie Josie and the Pussycats? <laughs> yes. Obviously, Emily does. Okay. <laughs> do you know Lauren the- is like, what? <laughs> More vaguely than you do, but I have seen I'll it. I'll watch it again. Sure. Do you remember the boy band that's in there that dies in a plane crash, but then <laughs> doesn't die in a plane crash? Oh, are they all, all both in the band? Uh, they're yes. both in that band. <laughs> oh, that's great. Who's the other member? It has to be somebody else from that There's era. Two other ones. I can't It's remember. Seth Green. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. because those because th- Meyer does a lot of robot chicken and that's right. uh, Donald Faison has been getting into uh, stop motion and like the three of them like hang out and do voices. It all started here. That's cool. Yeah. This is making yeah. me This is defining. I did think, even though we, I like the relationship uh, between Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone. The one thing that we sometimes criticize of movies that we see is like it starts off antagonistic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I just there's a part of me that's like I feel like we grew up being told, oh, it's just human nature. You know, a boy who likes a girl is gonna go pull on her pigtails. And as I've become an adult, I'm like, but do we do that by human nature, or do we do that because we just see it in things like movies where you have to have this antagonist relationship before the people get together? I, like we often talk about, we love you know Han and Leia. It's part of one of our sort of you know examples or things that we use we have tattoos of for our relationship but if you really look at han and leia that is not a healthy example of a relationship well i recently started reading books <laughs> just just started reading books <laughs> never watched movies before but that was the problem she didn't read books either but these romance books that's it's the exact same plot every single time it's like they're mean to each other and then something makes them have this burning love for each other i think it just creates more of a tension that they're like you want to bring them together. Okay. It's like movie magic. You know, it's like you need that. Yeah. You need that tension. Like the will they, won't they love hate thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just creates more drama, I guess on screen, you know, it makes you more emotionally invested. I think. Um, Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Rachel, Sam and Diane. <laughs> Cheers. Jess depends on Nick. which, depends on which movie you show you've been watching. Jessica yeah, Day Jessica and Nick, Nick Miller. Yep. 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 <laughs> there you go. I think we've now hit every single uh, couple for the groups of people that may be listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, one of my favorite scenes, which is also, it's very realistic, like you were saying, Emily, like, this is a very real movie. Yeah. For the most part, uh, is when she gets into the car with, what's his name? Ethan. Elton. Elton. Oh, God. He, like, forces himself on her, and I'm like, yeah. it's so annoying, but very, very high school and very man. Yeah. But then she gets freaking like held up in the parking lot of that liquor store and she's so calm and she just doesn't want her outfit to be ruined it's hysterical but also a very scary like scene where i was like if i was in that situation holy cow i'd be freaking out and she's just like <sighs> like my outfit's dirty and now my phone is gone so she has to call someone the stick-up guy was very polite he did say thank you <laughs> <laughs> He also said, I'll totally shoot you in the head. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. (laughs) She said, it's a totally important designer. And he's like, I'll totally shoot you in the head. He did. He did say that. (laughs) He didn't buy it, though. He seemed like a sweetie. She's, like, not even scared in that moment, though. She's just annoyed. And I think that just shows more about her character and how, like, kind of badass she is. Yeah, resilient. For sure. (laughs) Well, are there any other notes or anything that you all had that you wanted to share? Well, I mean, we did not talk about rolling with the homies at all. (laughs) Rolling with the homies. Yeah, the way that Brittany Murphy, rest in peace, we love Brittany Murphy. The way that she sadly, after Elton dumps, not really dumps her, but after she 
that that ends and the way that she sadly says roll in with the homies is just something that has like rattled around in my brain ever since i originally saw this movie like i think about it at least once a month um, i love it so much it's amazing the way that she does the hand motion. its I love you sharing that because I kind of thought about writing something down about that because it is one of those moments that I remember from the very first time. And like, I never knew that song, didn't care about that song, yeah. never knew any other lyrics to that song, but I knew rolling with the homies yeah. only because of her performance in that. Yeah. I don't know if this, that song exists outside of this movie because I've never actually heard it <laughs> anywhere but this movie. And if it did, you would karaoke to it. I would, sadly. <laughs> Just keep saying that one line, though, over yeah, and over again. Of course. She is so, so cute in this movie. It is very sad, whatever happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She has my favorite line in the movie where she oh, yes. she calls Cher. She's like, you're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> you're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> Why should I, I listen to that anyway? <laughs> so fun. Yeah. There's just, yeah, the, the the classic lines in here are just, I wrote down um, when Brittany Murphy says, oh, you guys talk like grownups. And then Cher says, it's a really good school. <laughs> I don't even think I got that. Yes. <laughs> they're never, ever, ever paying attention in class. Those kids are like, I don't know, on their phones. Oh, yeah. This is phones. my other, my other thought was like, is this the first instance in pop culture movies where like, I mean, obviously cell phones were around before this, but was this the first movie where they were used so casually? I think so. I think you so. Know? Cause I remember people in school, cause this would have been, you know, like it was like, they would reference this. Mm -hmm. They would say, you don't want to be the Valley girl. You don't like, want to be like share, like from the movie, like clueless, like, you mm -hmm. know, what I mean? or that was the idea or, you know, you can't have your cell phones out like they have in the movie Clueless. There'd be things like that were shared that, that were shared. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. It was like everything was a parody of L.A., like the yes. high school. Like there was a bunch of girls. I don't know if you guys noticed this that had like nose jobs. Like, they oh, had yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like when they're like in the gym class uniforms, like all of those outfits were just very impractical and, <laughs> and the outfits that amber wears she wears like puffy things and like sailor outfits and ambular ambular yeah they call her ambular which i never picked up on until this rewatch <laughs> why do they call her ambular why do they suddenly become frenemies they always were frenemies i feel like and and amber kind of well it's interesting because amber kind of takes on shares like she tries to like she hates share but then she wears her <laughs> outfits and then she tries to befriend ty towards the end and share gets jealous it's like i like the I think yeah. there's like a bi underlying bisexual tension between oh, and share like it's really interesting because i feel like there wasn't a lot of like exploring female bi relationships and like you know, rom-coms and like all these like mean girl situations. And it's like, sure. I feel like there's a lot of this like underlying tension here. I just yeah. like the said sleepovers, yeah. so. Yeah. I just liked how that was like unexplained. Like you you know, there was a lot of history that they didn't even have to talk about. Yeah. But it was just kind of there on the surface. I like that. Um, what else, man? Uh, just like, I think getting back to like the love story and all that, like one of the reasons we picked this movie was because this kind of, overlap for us it was a movie that we both like drew upon from adolescence but yeah not all of the pop culture references translated oh, um, oh there are some That's things no that, for this so the mentos commercial 
Mental. Yeah. Great. Um, Danielle's shrugging too, everyone. Me and Lauren are like, yeah, I know that what, what you're talking about. And the two of them are like, uh, what? Huh? Are you going from Clueless? Like, <laughs> uh, kind of a Baldwin. Because you only knew, she was like, who were they talking about? I'm like, well, like the, Bo- the Baldwin brothers. Uh-huh. You only knew them as like, you only knew Alec Baldwin as like an and old man, rats. basically. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Marky Mark. There's a Marky Mark reference. You didn't know Marky Bunch. You didn't know Marky Mark? I didn't like Mark Mark Wahlberg, but I didn't like know the Marky Mark days really. When he was a joke, like back when Mark Wahlberg was considered just like a joke before he's, he's check out he's moves. Joke I'll it. Check out moves while the DJ revolves it. Exactly. Vanilla Ice. I'm mixing them up. I mean, what's <laughs> what's the one that he was like famously like he's jacked and he's like it's black and white yeah, and he's by a chain link um, fence and his ass is hanging out. <laughs> um, isn't that uh shoot I, it was his one big hit that actually was big for marky mark yeah, and the fun that song was huge i can't remember the name of it but i know what you're talking about uh there's there's people listening to this right now that are just like screaming yeah. at their yeah, phones it's always the worst <laughs> good vibrations yes yes good, good vibrations. Vibrations. There you go. the the good vibrations. Yeah. yeah yeah good stuff oh wow look at this funky bunch right here um they're, they're the funkiest of bunches i also <laughs> When she she couldn't she had to go to the driver's uh, test and sorry I just had this randomly I noticed it's my most capable outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. We didn't talk um, about driving at all, but when she just like ends up on the freeway. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was like the most realistically terrifying yeah. scene. That rem- like it brought me back to the first time I ever merged on the freeway, and I feel like I was going like fifty miles an hour, and like thank God there wasn't a giant truck behind yeah. me. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah, there's a lot of things like that in this movie, like around driving specifically like that scene. And then just how terrible of a driver share is and the multiple oh. times that they show it. Yes. But like I had no real reference to and therefore didn't stick for me the first several times. I'm sure I watched this movie, whereas now I'm like a capable driver, an adult. And I'm like, oh, my God, get this person <laughs> off the road. Like, yeah. Yeah. complete yeah just sociopath on the road just smashing the cars <laughs> not realizing it it's great yeah. <laughs> uh good movie i think that this movie also has been parodied a bajillion times or like has seen like we we're talking about legally blonde is seen in a lot of pop, pop culture pop culture uh after this movie and i don't think i realized it till we rewatched it recently yeah yeah for sure well that was it's- another thing i wanted to ask was like i clueless maybe like the definitive high school movie of the 90s there were plenty of like definitive 80s high school movies maybe mean like girls. mean girls from like the the, uh, the aughts like kind of the satirical high school movie like what would be that for the 2010s oh was there one i pulled up a list earlier actually and i looked They're at it and most of them were garbage there were a couple of good yeah. ones but yeah that is like kind of a genre that maybe has died it was it was it, its peak i think was in the 90s mm-hmm because like you think about like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which was directed by the same person. Yes. That's like 82, 83. Yeah. So that's 80s. And it's like it's starting to kind of have those types of things. And then there's like Can't Hardly Wait, which had Seth Green. And then there's Never the, Been Kissed. Never Been Kissed. So that would have been really the 2000s, nice though, not the 2010s. Yeah. Um, we, we, it was like a popular thing. And then I feel yeah. like, yeah, it died out, though. They still exist, but I don't I, The top three were Booksmart. This list that I pulled up, that's I don't remember. Where. Booksmart, Easy A, oh. and... High School Musical? Lady Bird. Oh, Lady Bird. See, but and that's why, like, Lady Bird, especially, you put that on that list. Lady Bird is, like, it, not something I would put in the same type category of something. I agree. Like, yeah, it's a little more prestige or something. Yeah, we need to. Yeah. Yeah. Same more movies like this. Part, but... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blockers. I say blockers. Blockers, no. blockers would be, yeah. Mm. And it is also very good. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Not, blockers not has iconic, the same, but... I think it's the same actress in Blockers who's in Freaky that we were talking about earlier. Oh, is it? Okay. I gotta read it. She's also been in, what is it, Pretty Little Liars? Or no, uh, no, not Pretty Little Liars. What's the one with Reese Witherspoon? Uh, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. I always confuse those two. She plays line. Very different, but same word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> similar names, not similar products. Yes. <laughs> Pretty Big Little Lies. Yeah. Pretty Big Lies. There's <laughs> that lie. Um, all right. Well, should we do our, our summary, our, our, our recap, our final uh, final ratings? Okay. Yeah, tired. Yeah. This is it's almost 10 o'clock, movie lovers. So it's getting too late over I here. I'm to pack my sure. <laughs> um all right so if you're a new listener we've gotten some of those recently from our trailer reaction so thank you but what we're going to do next is we're going to go around the uh, table here and we're all each going to provide a zero to five heart rating which is meant to be some form of an objective uh summary of what we think how the quality of this movie is and then we're going to say whether we're going to renew our vows whether we would actually watch this movie again some other time danny why don't you kick us off great five out of five this is great. I love this movie. It is classic. Would I watch it again? Yeah, we watched it two weeks ago, and then we just watched it again today. And I would do it again tomorrow. Is this movie, like you were saying at the beginning, the the writing, the acting, the reality of how stupid it is, but it's so wonderful. It's just perfect. So, yes, I love it. Thanks for picking this movie and not your murder movie. <laughs> we'll come back for murders next week. All right, Lauren, what do you give it? I gotta go five out of five. It's it's a classic. It's an all timer. It's just endlessly rewatchable. I would renew my vows in a heartbeat. I would, I would watch this movie again this week. Um, yeah, no, I love it. Um, it's it's amazing. So quotable. Like, yeah, every actor is great. On on point, perfectly cast. Just super well written. Music's great. Everything's awesome. All right. You gonna go, Nick? I guess I can go. Yes. I was going to cheat and make all three of you go, but you two alone, regardless of where Emily lies, have convinced me. I was waffling between a 4.75 and a 5. I don't often give out perfect ratings. I don't think you've ever given a perfect rating. I think we have one other movie that maybe I just recently gave a perfect rating to, I believe. But I am surprised to admit it myself. I definitely would remember my vows. Uh, Danielle did not, as much as she just said she did. She did not watch this whole movie again only two weeks later. I watched it from start to finish all over again so I could do notes. And I am was surprised at how much I was able to enjoy it that soon after. And it is because of all the reasons that Lauren just said. Note perfect. Can't think of a criticism that's actually genuinely levied and it holds up. So five out of five would renew my vows. Emily, what do you got? Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, no, five out of five for me too. I, I'm excited that everyone loved it so much. Cause I feel like maybe this was my pick. Like, I think I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I uh, steered the ship on this one, um, <laughs> but no, I, I feel like I haven't laughed that hard rewatching Clueless. And it's like, I've seen it probably like 30 times when we watched it. And so, yeah, it, it holds up. I feel like I'll continue to rewatch it and renew my vows with it many times in the future. I think this is our first movie that every single person has been like, this that is, is classic. This is iconic. Yeah. Five out of five. So. Yeah. We've never had all four give a five out of five. Wow. 20 out of 20. All right. Well, <laughs> there you go. Movie lovers. You heard it here. If you've never seen the movie clueless, cause I know there's some of our younger listeners go do yourself a favor. It does hold up. It thinks, I think you'll actually enjoy it. Uh, there's stuff to be there. Even if the, the sort of dated references, it may exist. 
Um, so with that, Lauren, Emily, I know you all aren't necessarily in the uh, uh, space of content creation, but is there anything you'd like to plug or tell people to find you at or anything you're willing to share for our listeners? Lauren has a letterbox. Oh yeah, you follow me on letterbox. That's good. I was gonna say, I was just gonna be like, no. But yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm we're both kind of off social media too. Um, but yeah, for any movie recommendations, Lauren has some good ones on letterbox. Yeah. Um you yeah, you could find me there. Uh if you want. I'm L Bobrin at Letterboxd. Go for it. Go nuts, guys. There you go. <laughs> I love it. All right. And Danny, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, come see me at Second City. Uh, I think Emily's maybe coming. I'm coming uh, Thursday. Yep. Woo! Uh, every Thursday through comedy sports. What else do I do? Take my fitness classes. Yeah. Follow me at Danny Miami Four for laughs and inappropriate content. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's for Danny. It is only Danny Miami Four on Instagram. Uh, do not follow Danny Miami Four on twitter you will not enjoy the it was well, taken over you might know oh, no. well now i'm gonna check that out <laughs> um, it's not me i swear yeah no danny just kind of breezed by that but if you live in the near the beverly neighborhood or south side uh chicago she does some uh some cool yoga sculpt type stuff and you should check that out as well um all right, movie lovers, you know you can follow me at Nick Loves Movies. That's N-I-C-L-U-V, Nick Loves Movies, on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow our Instagram and Twitters uh, for the podcast at the letter N, Love With Movies. That's N, Love With Movies. And, you know, we can you can email us at N, Love With Movies. Same thing at, uh, you know, letter N, Love With Movies. <laughs> at gmail.com i'm trying to get better at this doing it here we used to do these plugs as a as a pre-recorded thing um what else so you can send us an email we want to hear from you send us give us a five-star review you can find us on patreon if you want to get some sort of behind the the curtain uh more in-depth reviews of more recent movies mostly from me and actually more than anything just give us a like and a retweet or reach out to us on one of these social media platforms share us if you enjoy listening to our ridiculousness or enjoy feeling like you're having a conversation about relationships with your friends and and, and maybe learn something uh please just share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy it that's all i ask i love you nick i love you danny we love you lauren and emily Love you. Um, love you movie lovers. Mm. Ooh, let's all make out. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pretend you're Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> um, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>